0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Good evening, Broncos country. Let's give it a minute for all of our platforms to join in here. Let it breathe for just a second, for a few seconds. We're all set. All right, and we are good. Welcome in, everyone, to another installment of the Orange and Blue View podcast. I am your co-host, Ron White. To that side of me is my partner in crime, Thomas Hall. How are you doing today, Thomas? We are on the eve of... The last game of the season. <laughs> yeah, it's um,
2: it's disappointing that uh, it's another season without playoffs for the Broncos. Uh, I'm disappointed. Uh, was hoping that they could uh, work some magic down the stretch, but just too too many games uh, too many games to overcome towards the end there, and just didn't do it. So it's a little bit of a bummer to not be uh, not be watching the Broncos in the playoffs. But hopefully they can they can actually come away with their first winning season in a long time. So hopefully tomorrow goes well for the team.
1: Yeah, it, it is a bummer. You know, there were expectations with Sean Payton coming in of, well, at least the Broncos would make the playoffs, you know, given the roster. And we saw with that winning streak that that was a possibility. But, yeah. you know, near the end, they they crumbled um, they lost a lot of those games like the Houston Texans game, and of course the, the debacle against the Patriots at home um, just it yeah. just didn't. And then of course, they had to have a lot of things go their way, which didn't. So but with this final matchup, let's hope they can end it on a high note and hopefully propel them into next season. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'd like to see some I'd like to see some young guys or some, yeah, older uh, older players, not older, but players who w- are the future of the team still, See what they can do, you know, to see the chemistry between all of them on this final game. Because there's a couple of players that might get to see some playing time for the first time this season. Yes. Yes,
1: most definitely. So let's get into the chat here. See who we got. We got the MHH Stafford Dylan Von Arks coming in. Thank you, Dylan. He says, sup Broncos country. Make sure you hit that like button on the way in share on all platforms, and subscribe if you haven't already. Yes, everyone, if you don't do anything else, please do those three things. They will really help us go far. Thank you very much, Dylan, for that reminder. And then we got David Youngin coming in. Thank you, David. He says, good evening, Thomas and Ron. Hoping the offense goes off. (laughs) Okay, I see (laughs) for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs and Michael Mayer are out. So, I hope Denver can capitalize on that on defense. Yeah, David, you know, I, I I wouldn't say as much as go off. It would be nice if the Broncos can go off and we'll be wondering where was his offense all season. But, <laughs> you know, they they definitely should be able to capitalize based on, you know, who's out from the Raiders. Yeah, Josh Jacobs not playing is a big deal. Um, and Michael Mayer as well. So, you know, with that, the the running game may not be as effective for the Raiders with Josh. I think it'll still be more than capable. But I think with that, there are going to be opportunities um, for the Broncos to to just, you know, come out and and capitalize on, you know, on offense. I want to see what this Broncos team does offensively. I, I do have and I'm going to save it for my prediction, but I think this is going to be a low scoring game, given how the Raiders have been playing on defense the past several weeks. Um, So they have improved on that side of the ball. But, yeah, with these injuries or with these people out on the Raiders team, the Denver Broncos should be able to to capitalize for sure.
2: Yeah, and let's hope they can stop the run. I mean, Josh Jacobs uh, being out will help, but the Broncos have not been very good at doing that. So just because Josh Jacobs is out doesn't mean that the Broncos all of a sudden have this formidable – defensive uh, run stopping machine that uh, we really didn't see very often this, uh, this season. So uh, it does help. Of course, Josh Jacobs is definitely the, uh, the uh, has his best games against the Broncos. So that will definitely help. But my mayor being out is, is going to be even quite beneficial because the Broncos have, have struggled with tight ends as well. So (laughs) both of them be out will help, but I still think that the, Raiders have a team that can get the running game going. Yeah, even without Josh Jacobs.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we got another comment here from David. And thank you, David, for coming in. This is a, a great comment. Eric Trickle and I discussed this on the Mile High Insiders pod on Wednesday. <laughs> um, he says, "I want the win instead of the draft position this Sunday." Yes, and for those who didn't catch the Mile High Insiders pod. I'm in agreement with David. I want to end this losing streak against the Raiders. Like this is such an egregious losing streak and to again end the season on the high note um going into next season. And also Thomas, their first win at Allegiant Stadium would be nice <laughs> as well. I think for me that would make me more satisfied than just you know, a few positions up in the draft. I mean, what are we talking? Anywhere between, I think they picked 14 now, so moving up a few. It, again, it doesn't change much for me. I would just want to end this streak against that division foe.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the the uh, upward mobility and draft uh, position means less to me than, like you said, beating the Raiders, ending the streak, but also ending the first, having the first season in a long time that ends with a winning record is, you know, it's a confidence builder going into next year. Now, obviously this team's going to make up, this team's going to be completely different uh, for the most part. I, from my opinion, there's going to be uh, some salary cap uh, difficulties and things like that. So uh, there, but there's still some young players and some players who haven't had a winning season that are still going to be on this team that, I think would benefit them mentally to go off into the off season, even though they're not in the playoffs, but to at least have a winning record. So for me, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather take the win.
1: Yep. All right. And then let's see,
2: look at the chat. Yeah, we got oh, Broncos. Oh, sorry, oh. go ahead. You grabbed one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. We got Broncos country. Do you want to grab this? Uh, Broncos country, eight, uh, 15 coming in. Thank you. He says, I wanted them to draft defensive players early but it does make more sense cap wise to draft a quarterback because of the premium you pay for a consistent one. And yes, Broncos country, you know, given what has transpired now um, at mile high, it's, you know, the Broncos are going to be looking for a quarterback. I mean, given the cap situation, given the dead money with Russell Wilson, it's, they're going to be looking at drafting their next guy. So this is going to be a Peyton picked guy um, that come in and think about it. You'll have Stidham on the roster. I believe he's 7 million against the cap. And then you'll have this rookie quarterback coming in. So you want to keep those cap numbers at a, at a minimum. So I think with Stidham being potentially the the starter with the new person coming in or the new quarterback coming in, I think that would make more sense, but we also yeah, the broncos need defensive players as well uh broncos country age 15 there, there is no denying that like this defensive line needs help <laughs> and you know they can look at a few players obviously in free agency but think about in those later rounds um you start to look at some of those uh defensive players um to kind of in and help but yeah that defensive line even the linebacking core even other corner so so there are a few defensive players but You're right. I think the quarterback position has to get solved first.
2: Yeah. But the thing of it is, is you're you're you've got a lot of money tied up in the quarterback position, even if you cut Russell Wilson. So you're not going to see the benefits of a young quarterback uh, salary cap wise for a couple couple seasons. So are you are is the team going to go ahead and try and take that quarterback of the future now, knowing that it really doesn't benefit them salary cap wise? or are they going to try and find an impact player somewhere else? Because this team needs impact players. They, the defense especially doesn't have enough true impact players. They've got solid players. They've got players who can play well. They've got a couple pro bowlers, you know, that, that is uh, no doubt, but they need some impact players, especially on that defensive line. Like you said, they need it on the edge. They've got solid edge guys, but no impact guys. So that's, it's going to be interesting to see which way they go, knowing that their salary cap situation isn't going to be optimal for getting that young quarterback and then building around them as quickly as possible. So it'll be, uh, this draft's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think Peyton's going to want to go get his guy and see what he can do. Uh, But, you know, his track record with finding those quarterbacks, he's, you know, is pretty, uh, pretty minimal. uh, But usually it's a later round quarterbacks, mid to late round quarterbacks. So he's not, Really had that first-round guy. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yes, for for sure. And then we got
1: Phil McLaughlin coming in. Thank you, Phil. You know, we appreciate you, my man, as always. He says, good evening, Thomas and Ron. Good evening to you, too, sir. I am hoping to see the defense stop the run and Judy show up. Glad to see Sutton is back hashtag buckham hashtag go broncos hashtag mhh for life yeah you know phil we we just talked about this you know again josh jacobs doesn't solve the defensive woes of of the denver broncos at least josh jacobs not being there you know it again there have been a lot of plays where that, that run defense has just been so bad so leaky um hopefully they they can do it but again we we'll, we'll have to see <laughs> you know what yeah. happens tomorrow and for judy it would be nice for judy to show up I, again one of my um players to watch isn't judy per se but there needs to be another receiver outside of Sutton to show up i think we say that every week thomas of <laughs> yes someone yeah, like has <laughs> to show up but sutton you know and judy's now been given these opportunities and not catching the ball and not staying in bounds on a touchdown pass, you know? So it's, you know, someone has to step up. I mean, will it be Mims? Will it be Brandon Johnson? Um, You know, so there are other folks out there, but it would be nice for um, the Denver Broncos, 2021st 21st round pick to, to show up. <laughs> um, but let, let's see what happens. And yeah, you're right. I'm so happy Sutton is back. Um, You know, Sutton brings a swag to this team, you know, his leadership, that that number one swag so it's, it's good to have Sutton
2: back in the fold. yeah and speaking of Judy I don't want him to try and force feed Judy to like the whole the whole uh deal with Russell Wilson not seeing him and people were thinking oh it's going to be a big game for Judy and then he mm-hmm. kind of flopped last week I mean he had one nice catch but he was so wide open that it had to be yeah. a defensive error in Most, that you know yeah. let, I don't want him to force feed it just because they want to try and make Judy uh feel like he's part of the offense you know move the ball the way they need to move the ball. Uh, hopefully he does show up. He hasn't yet. So I have a feeling that he really isn't going to, and I, I have a feeling he's not going to be on the team that, uh, you know, that's the thing. And, and that's actually one of my uh, keys is to not force it to Judy. Don't go and try and make him the star of the game because he needs to be just let it happen organically. See what, see how it goes and, and go from there. All uh, right. Let's talk about pizza. Right, Let's talk about pizza real quick. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. I mean, it's the last game of the season for the Broncos. Go uh, go out and uh, get yourself some pizza for that game. Uh, Get ready for the playoffs, even though we're not going to be in it. Uh, And order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun.
1: Yes, guys, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, and you can pick the toppings that you guys like and crave. Either way, you win. So, on my Little Caesars pizzas, I like pepperoni, sausage, mushrooms. You know, kind of depends on my mood at the time, um, but I, I do like a variety of different flavor, uh, different toppings. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game
0: tomorrow. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
2: Yeah, and Phil, thank you for the Facebook stars for the support. And Michael Ronquillo, as always, you give us so much support. So thank you so much, uh, Michael. You, and good evening, Thomas and Ron on Orange and Blue View. Go Broncos. Thank you for being here, Michael. Really appreciate it. And with that, I'm just going to make a quick announcement uh, f- uh, for this show. This is going to be my last Orange and Blue View show. I've been here. This is will be. Um, it will be exactly a year tomorrow. So we've You're been right. doing the show, Ron and I. Uh, together for a, a full year and uh, so I'm gonna be leaving the show I've got uh, I've got a commitment to starting my own uh, football analytics business and I got to get that off the ground so I'm gonna pare down some of these shows I got three of them so but you're I'm gonna leave you in good hands Ron's obviously uh, uh, you know vet of this show but Dylan von Arks the you know you know him from the chat he is going to be jumping in in my stead his first podcast and uh, going to be continue orange and blue view for the rest of the Saturdays. So uh, thank you so much for everyone uh, being here uh, talking football with, with me and Ron. It is uh, it is a, I feel bad about leaving, but it's something I have to do. So thank you again. And uh, again, you'll be in good hands with uh, Dylan and Ron on orange and blue view.
1: And yes, um, you know, it, it's bittersweet. It's been great. It's been awesome working with you, Thomas. Well, thank you. It's um, been fun. It's been a lot over fun. this past year. I, I yeah, it. you know, uh, just, yeah, yeah. It's been definitely great to you know just again start this podcast up. We've been going it for a year now, and it's been great conversation. Um, you know, we've agreed and disagreed on quite a few things, but it's just great <laughs> to you know kind of you know share you know share brains and kind of think about and talk Broncos football with everyone. Um, so again, sad to see you go, but. You know, I, I do wish you well in in your future endeavors. And again, thank you for everything and making yeah. this show a success.
2: Thank you, thank you. But you can, you know, I'm still got legends for uh, you know now, and um on a Beyond Mile High Insiders with Luke. So it's just this mm-hmm. show that I'm going to be stepping away from right now. So uh, you can still see me if you if you choose to. So thank you very much. But uh, anyway, let's get back to some Broncos football <laughs> and uh, let's talk about some of our keys to victory, Ron. Yep, yeah, so
1: my first key to victory. Have a plan for Max Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta watch out for that dude. I, I feel as though he he always gets his dander up when it comes to playing for the Broncos for some reason. He he he's very impactful when whenever he's playing Denver. So I will say in the first matchup, um, the week one matchup, Crosby had five total tackles in that one sack. Um, but now with Someone else had a right tackle, and Cam Fleming. Um, you know, that, that, that might be a little bit concerning. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but the Broncos m- must have some help. They have to try to, you know, chip in, bring in some extra blockers, run the ball right at him, and that gets into my next key as well. But um, just have a plan to neutralize uh, Max Cross because you just can't have him, have him wreck the game at all. We, we've seen what he can do um so just just have a plan of attack for him
2: and you might see um my guy alex pelcheski uh come in there why not why not give him a shot yeah, see what he can awesome. do right they know what they have in camp fleming yes they do want to go out and win this game but you also want to evaluate players as well give him a couple reps see how he how he does against uh, max crosby uh we see it looks like he's going to be activated for this game uh because you know uh um McGlinchy's out he's uh out for the game you got Fleming probably filling in for him and and Palcheski as the uh the rotational piece but if something happens you know he maybe he can jump in I'd like to see you know because he was my uh he was my guy right away I thought he was going to be the undrafted free agent rookie that made it and he did uh, along with a couple others so it wasn't just one but uh yeah let's uh let's hope that they can slow Max Crosby down because he has uh he has been pretty darn good against the Broncos. I already do- talked about one of my keys, uh, which was don't force it to Judy. Uh, we talked a little bit about that, but um, the other one is is for Sert- Sertan to lock up uh, Devontae Adams, right? Like take go out there, you know, take care of that the one side of the ball. You know, I know Jacoby Myers uh, really uh, killed the Broncos in that first game mm-hmm. of the season. Damari Mathis had a terrible game against him. And uh, he really hurt them, but still, you don't want their star player to be the one that uh, basically does all the damage. Make some of your other, make some of their other uh, players do the, be the ones that do any damage if they're going to be able to beat you. So that's uh, that's what I'm hoping for, and I think that's a key.
1: Yeah, and to your point here, Rodney brings it up. Just want to bring this up, but yeah, hope PS2 rebels himself against Adams and gets his revenge from last year's performance and. Yes, Rodney, and I'm going to get into – I can kind of allude allude to it now since you brought up Sertan Thomas, because he's one of my players to watch. Um, You know, obviously made the Pro Bowl, but I would say overall, Sertan has had a bit of a down year. Um, And it would be nice for him to, to bounce back. And this is the game, particularly this wide receiver in Devontae Adams, would be the perfect game for him to, you know, to bounce back. You know, can he lock up that number one receiver, that dynamic receiver that is Adam? So I'm looking for him to get back to that um, elite status of kind of just locking those guys up. Um, but that that's a good key, Thomas. I, I I like that.
2: But let's let's be serious, though. I mean, a down year for Stan's still pretty darn good. Pretty he, good. he wasn't well, terrible. He still had a pretty good year, yeah, but it wasn't as uh, high level as we expected. But it was still a pretty good year. He locked up a lot of good receivers this year. Uh, I'm hoping he, the same thing, Rodney, that he uh, he gets revenge from that uh, Adams game from last year for sure. We got Keith Brugman coming in with Facebook stars. Thank you so much, Keith, for the support. Really appreciate it. Keith says, My guys, Thomas and Ron, how much would you be willing to pay Lloyd Cushenberry to keep him on this team? Well, not a whole lot because he can't pay a whole lot. They're going to have to pay minors. They're probably going to have to let Lloyd Cushenberry walk now mm-hmm. i liked lord lloyd cushionberry he did a great job this year really really uh solidified that center position really took a huge leap from what he has been but i don't think they have the money to pay him so if he's willing to take a cheap deal fine but i think he's going to get money elsewhere and they're going to have to hope that their draft pick alex Forsyth, is the real deal next year
1: yeah I, I I agree with everything you said, Thomas. You know, I, as far as like how much Keith, yeah, just gonna de- depend on, you know, what Cushenberry is asking for. But there, the Broncos are not gonna be in a situation to, <laughs> to pay him probably what he's looking for, or that you know that high level money. Um, you know, and again, I know there's all these situations, things they can do to kind of finesse, you know, the cap and such, but. You know, with all these other players, they're going to have to make some some harsh cuts as well. Um, I do see Lloyd Cushenberry playing for another team, unfortunately, next year. Um, just because I just don't see, you know, where how you can pay him and then pay everyone else, you know, given this dead money too, if you if you cut Russell Wilson. So it's it's going to be, unfortunately, I think Cushenberry is, is going to to walk. He has been great this year, though. I would say um, he's he's definitely earned himself into. Um, a, a new contract. So, um, but yeah, I think just for the Broncos, just given the current state of affairs, I, I just don't see it.
2: And it's unfortunate too because he finally he finally lived up to what people thought he was going to be when they drafted him, right. you know, third round center. They, yeah. I thought he was going to be a lot better even out of the out of the gun, uh, out of the gate. I mean, and uh it just didn't happen. He finally did, and now you're going to see him uh, playing for a different team, most likely. Uh, which is unfortunate, fortunate, but hopefully, you know, he that will uh, be parlayed into a compensi- compensatory pick because the Broncos aren't going to be able to uh, sign a lot of folks mm-hmm. this year. And if Cushionberry makes some good money elsewhere, I think uh, I think they'll be able to get another draft pick out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what's your your next key?
2: My Did next uh, and final key is to make O'Connell beat the team with his arm. Not anything else. Don't let the running game get going. We already talked about that. You know, load up the box. For you know, force him to beat you with his arm. Now he's played pretty well here and there. He's played good in spurts. So I'm not saying he's a, a terrible, terrible quarterback or anything like that, but he is a rookie. You don't want him to, you know, only have to throw it like 25 times. And, uh, you know, for the Broncos to, to you know, for the Raiders to beat, beat the Broncos, you want him to be the one that has to take it upon himself. Cause I don't know if he's uh, ready for that. And if he's going to be able to do that, but If he is fine, but you don't, you want to force him to be there. So that's my key.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good one. And my key, my next key goes into what you just mentioned as pressure O'Connell pressure him. So I, you know, this, again, this game is, you know, it means a lot in the sense that, you know, the Broncos need to end this, this losing streak, but just turn loose your pass rushers. Just let Cooper Browning, all these folks just feast. You know, you'd also bring McMillian, Locke on a lot of those safety blitzes, have Drew Sanders and some of those pressure packages. I, I want to see kind of how the talent is, and even with some of your other folks on defense, bringing them, and I want to see some of this talent and some of these other pressure packages and blitzes work. And of course, with that, you know, that's going to force, hopefully force McConnell, oh sorry, O'Connell into some of these errant throws and these picks and such. So Again, just pressure O'Connell as much as you can while
2: trying to stop that run. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you there, Ron. Uh, Hopefully they can get pressure because it's been hit or miss sometimes, especially from the edge. Uh, So I'd like to see some more interior pressure, and I'd like to see some more edge rushing pressure to really make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Phil McLaughlin's coming back in with more Facebook stars. So, Phil, thank you so much for the support. Saying, well, Thomas, going to miss you on Saturday nights. Always fun watching you and Ron. Well, thank you very much for that, Phil. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, just unfortunately, I got I to gotta move on to some other stuff. So uh, thank you for that, Phil. And he also goes on to say, I see Peyton gone, George Peyton, and do not want to move up for a QB. Let's get our other positions upgraded, draft QB later in the draft, and let's sit and play and develop a QB. Yeah, I think George Payton's gone too. I mean, from the reports now, it seems like, uh, you know, it's Sean Payton's call. I think he's going to probably let him go. I mean, and, and and you have to think about it this way, right? Somebody's going to have to take the blame for uh, the Russell Wilson contract. And that's George Payton. That's laid at his feet. He's the one that did it. And uh, it's going to come back to bite him for a few years. The And I agree with you. I kind of wanted them to stick with Russell Wilson upgrade the other positions, try and find a QB to replace him. Unfortunately, he's gone. So now you're going to be stuck with Stidham. And when I say stuck with Stidham, it's because I don't believe that Stidham going to be a cor- good quarterback or even a really that adequate of a quarterback to, I think it's going to be another down year next year. Stidham is your starter. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely got to get younger at certain positions and you're going to have to make some some hard cuts coming up, so they're going to have to use these next couple years to to kind of get younger and better at key positions, and you're going to have to take it on the chin, really, I mean, because I don't see Stidham leading this team to the playoffs. But hopefully they can grab a a good quarterback, maybe develop one, sure, but they're going to have to go out and and, uh, get one in the first round, probably, to grab a quarterback of the future, unless they luck out on a later one, and that happens. It's rare, but it does happen.
1: Yeah, Phil. Thank you again for coming in. Um, We appreciate you. Um, And yeah, as far as George Payton, I I believe he's gone as well. Yeah, there there are multiple reports. I was actually reading two or three of them today, and you know, it's going to be Sean Payton's call. um, And you have to look at, you know, the history what George Payton has done. You know, and not just with the Russell Wilson, but you know, the hiring of Daniel Hackett. So there, there are a lot of other things. Um, that kind of led this team or made this team kind of what they are today that doesn't bode well for for George Payton remaining as as the Broncos GM and on your point on the quarterback, you know, it just gonna depends on who who Payton wants who Sean Payton wants, you know, if, if he's within striking distance of his guy, you know, he may move up, you know, it just depends on who, you know, as they scout who he wants as his guy. Um, you know, I I can see it either way. You know, I, I, in my opinion, what I would want is to get that quarterback position squared away first. So, you know, if you see your guy, if you're within striking distance of, let's say, a, if he wants a Drake May, if he wants a Jaden Daniels, you know, depending on who's there within striking distance, possibly. Um, I know some folks in the chat here, Penix, <laughs> Knicks. <laughs> So yeah, there, there are a few others that may not get drafted as high. And I will say Penix has definitely lifted his stock um since the last that with that semifinal game. But you know, it just depends on who Peyton wants. But you know, if he does scout someone that may go later, I would say, yeah, let's let's look at the trenches. You know, let's let's rebuild that defensive line. Because <laughs> again, that's also a priority. So it just kind of depends on, you know, what. Peyton sees if he can see someone that he can develop later on, grabbing that quarterback later, um, and then focusing on the D line, or if he sees his guy early, go getting his guy. So,
2: And Phil's coming back in with some more support. Thank you so much, Phil saying you you guys think Jameis Winston is possible. Winston's possible, but here's the problem. You've got, you got, oh, you gave Jared cinema a $10 million contract. You gave Russ a huge contract. You're going to have a huge uh, cap hit. Uh, well, it, it, they're going to split it up over two years, but you're going to have, still have a thirty-some million dollar cap hit in the quarterback position. Now you got to go out and get Winston. What's he going to cost? It's it's going to be prohibitive to try and rebuild this team to go get another free agent quarterback. Now Winston may come cheap enough that it's okay, but if they have to pay another ten million like they had to pay Stidham, you know it's going to be prohibitive. Prohibitive. He's an option. I don't know if Sean Payton really uh, thought he was he is going to be the answer I don't know we'll see uh, he, it is a possibility though because he did have a a little bit of success with Winston uh, when he was the starter until he got injured um, you know and so he may he may think that that's uh, that's his guy we'll see
1: yeah this is a good question Phil I again is it a possibility I think I mentioned this on Wednesday with Eric it's a possibility sure but does it make sense? I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay him, and you know, I, I think with Stidham and a rookie on the roster, it 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 doesn't make the cap and dead money look as, as bad with, with the salary hit. So you kind of have to think about it from from a, from a financial perspective, you know. But it kind of depends on you know what Peyton is looking for as it relates to. You know, Stidham. Now, what we've seen from Stidham, yes, yeah, Stidham isn't isn't the guy at all. I, I think we all can say that. Um, but I think it would just be best, you know, I don't want, my opinion is I don't want any other quarterbacks from any other teams, no free agents. I think we just go into the season with Stidham, and then Peyton drafts his quarterback and develops his quarterback. Again, Thomas, we've had, you know, all these quarterbacks come into Denver. You know, and it's it hasn't worked, you know, Case Keenum and <laughs> now Russ, you know, so it's just like draft your guy with Stidham there and then let Stidham start again. It's going to be another rough season next year with Stidham as a starter and then draft and develop your guy and go from there.
2: Yep. And speaking of Stidham, I'm going to go to the player to watch. It's not Stidham for this game, but it's Cortland Sutton. I want to see if there's some chemistry between Sutton and Stidham because I think Sutton is going to be around next year. I kind of thought they they would uh try and trade him in the offseason, but the way he's played and and you know, he's he's been the only really good enough c- and consistent wide receiver on this team that th- they probably aren't going to aren't going to try and trade him even though they do need some cap relief, they do need some draft picks back and things like that, but I want to see what the chemistry is between Stidham and Sutton. We saw what Stidham could do with some of the others. You know, it wasn't great. Uh, you know, but let's see what he can do with Sutton. So that it'll be kind of a, a peek into hopefully next season.
1: Yeah, that that's a good one. Um, you know, with Sutton, yeah, I, I, they shouldn't trade him. I mean, Sutton is now developed as this team's number one wide receiver. You know, he's, you know, he's pretty much dependable. Um, and to, to trade him, you know with Stidham, I think just wouldn't, wouldn't be good. So Sutton would definitely be a, a, a good player to watch. I'm going to go with, I mentioned Sertan earlier. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Johnson just because <laughs> I just, I don't trust Judy. I, I don't trust Jerry Judy to be the guy that steps up. So with Brandon Johnson, you know, I'm, I'm looking at him maybe to be that number two option. Um, to give this offense that spark and some help i did like what i've seen from brandon johnson over the past few games you know i think he did have that touchdown i think in the the patriots game and then the chargers game as well he had a few catches so um just again having that person you know when sutton's not on the field and or double triple covered having that other person step up and i'm kind of looking to see if brandon johnson's is going to be that guy you know when again i don't have much trust in jerry judy yep yeah.
2: and we got michael Ronquillo coming with facebook stars making sure that uh, we know that his guy is michael penix out of washington he's <laughs> the guy that that michael Ronquillo wants to bring in this season and it could happen you know it's it's interesting there's a a lot of uh, his his draft status kind of swings from first round all the way to the third round maybe he'll land somewhere in there in, in between and and who knows? Maybe the Bronx will have a shot at him. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Michael ronquios he he's in, all in on Penix.
1: Yeah, Michael. Yeah, Ronk. I uh I'm yeah, I'm a big Penix fan. Now, again, the, the injuries are still of concern. You know, I think there are two um shoulder surgeries, I think two ACLs he had. Um, so that that is a bit concerning, but that you know, his stock has risen considerably these past few weeks. Um, and I don't know if you were able to catch uh, the game, Thomas, uh, Washington and uh, Texas, um, well, but
2: I, I got to see some of it.
1: got to see some of it, but yeah, some of those throw. And again, you know, he had the line protect them. And of course he does have a lot of nice wide receivers, but some of those throws he was making like with touch, with accuracy, um in the middle of the field you know outside the numbers you know it would be nice to have that in denver <laughs> so i would say um Ronk, he's not michael pennings is on my list and he's high on my list he's not my first but i wouldn't be mad at all if if, if that's the guy um for denver that denver picks
2: yeah so uh there was a, a question here and I'll see if I can grab it okay. uh, about, and I'm sorry, I missed it here. Just slid on by. Oh, here we go. Phil's coming back in asking about uh, Ben Denucci. What it's it cost to keep Denucci? I was excited to, I see he was excited to get a contract. Well, I mean, it's probably not going to cost much. He, yeah. he was signed for one year for under a million, like 940,000, I think for the year. So it won't be too ex- expensive. I he might get a little bit more somewhere else uh, because maybe the other teams want to grab him. I'm not sure, but I don't think it'll cost too much, uh, Phil. I think if they if they want to keep him around, they might give him a little bit of a bump to keep him around, but it's, it's not going to be prohibitive. Yep. Great. Now, uh, I've got another player to watch. And only because I haven't liked his play lately, and I need to see if he's actually going to be a future piece. Even though they sign him, and that's Ben Powers. <laughs> ben Powers went through the middle of the season playing pretty well, but he has kind of struggled lately. I want to see if he can play well this uh, this final game and see if he's really that piece that they thought he wasn't when they went out and spent the big money on him. I mean, Quinn Miners is definitely that piece. He's gonna. They're probably going to pay him. He's going to be there. The one guy that they really pay to keep around. But uh Ben Powers hasn't really lived up to that contract lately. And I want to see if he can uh, he can bounce back from some of those uh some of those poorer performances lately.
1: Yeah, that's a good one to watch because Ben Powers has been, yeah, he's he struggled a lot. Um, so you know, hopefully we'll see what happens um in the matchup tomorrow. But I'm gonna go. With the other guard, the belly, the third highest graded guard that had a Pro Bowl snub, our own Quinn Miners. You know, it's I I love watching Quinn Miners play, Thomas. Um, And I'm 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 just looking forward to him working against Jerry Tillery in this game tomorrow. Um, And So in that first matchup, Tillery only had three tackles and one sack. Um, I expect Miners to hold his own yet again. Um, again, the way he just mauls and moves people to create those lanes is just—it's just such a great thing to watch. Um, he's been a star on this offensive line all year, and again, I just want to see that continue. And again, yeah, you're right—he's worked his way into the is Going to pay him. I mean, I, I think his performance, his level of play, is worthy of of a new contract for sure. But just looking forward to see you know, what he can do tomorrow.
2: And I wish they would have uh, approached him in the season to see if they could have worked out a contract. They're going to, they're taking a risk. Um, He may, he may get a bigger contract elsewhere. He may leave. I think he's a priority for the Broncos, but again, other teams can pay more probably. And so you, Mm. he may be gone. And that's a bummer because I do like watching him. He's a guard people, you know, they're, they're not the superstars of the team. They're not catching the ball. They're not throwing the ball. But they're an important piece, and I think he play has played extremely well this season. He might get, he might be, uh, you know, get some All-Pro type recognition. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Usually, usually that first year they kind of overlook the player that was really good, and then the next year if he plays as good, they'll they'll give it to him. But he should at least be in consideration. So I think uh, I think he's a priority now. I think it was a mistake not to pay him. Uh, try and try and work something out this season he he knows he's going to get paid he knows he's going to get paid and it may just be too lucrative for the broncos and then they may try and keep cushionberry at that point but i think miners is a priority but they're gonna they're gonna need to uh uh, they're gonna need to pony up the dough for him for sure so my next uh player to watch is whoever is at right tackle fleming is probably going to be the guy but I'd like to see uh, Palchewski get some reps in there just to see what he can do. I want to I want to see what that holds for later. I mean, Fleming's probably not a future uh, with this team. You know, they signed him back just to to be the swing tackle, and he's you know he's he's a good a good player. But what are the, you know is Palchewski, uh going to be something that they want to keep around for a while? Is he going to be a swing tackle? Is he going to be okay to uh, to maybe push uh, McGlinchey? the high price free agent that really kind of flopped? Is he going to be able to push him uh, next year? I don't know. I just want to see it, you know. Not that he will. I just want to see uh, see what they do at right tackle this game.
1: Yep. Good one. All right. I want to grab – there was a question in here. I think it was from Rodney, which was a very good question. Oh, found it here. Thank you, Rodney Garcia, for coming in. Again, much appreciated. Hey, Tom and Ron, how do you think – what do you think of Pookie's performance lately? So I'll I'll run this one over to you, Thomas, first, and then I and then yeah. I'll chime in because I've had some some mixed thoughts on how uh, Javante Williams has been playing as of late.
2: Well, it's not what we expected from him, but you have to consider that you know he is coming back from a major knee injury, major knee injury. So it usually takes a while to get going. I've liked that he has grinded every game. He's not a. St- he hasn't been the, you know, the Javante Williams of old, where he's, you know, dragging defenders down the field all the time. He he seems to be missing the read a few times here and there. You know, he he's not the Javante Williams we were hoping for, but he has gone out and grinded every game, and especially the games when they needed him to against stout defenses where you know they needed him to get three yards, and he went out and he was getting those three yards. So I don't want to be too down on him, but his performance. Has left me wanting more for sure uh, over the year, uh, but I have a I have a stat projection for him for this game as we get to that. So hopefully that will uh, uh, please uh, please everybody in the chat, or at least to Javante Williams fans.
1: Yeah, you know, as far with Pookie's performance, yeah, he's he has grinded out every yard. He's still a hard runner. He's still aggressive. Um, when it comes to running the football, we, we see his running style still there, but I, I think you, you, yeah, you don't see. I would like to see more of those long runs. He like he pops off those long runs. We're not seeing that um, as we did in in years past. And again, I, I think to your point, trying to pop off some of those and some of the running style and the vision may be still from the injury. He's still trying to work back from slowly, somewhat. But, you know, from what I've seen, I I still like and I'm still a big Pookie fan. And and I think it's just, you know, it's probably, you know, from the injury, just going to take a little bit more time. Obviously, next year, I think he's going to really kind of fall back into what we know him to be as a runner. Um, But I just think this year, again, he's he's been great this year, I would say. You know, he hasn't been bad. It's just kind of one of those things where, you know, you expect to see you know, more yards per game, more rushing yards per game from Pookie. And we're just not getting that on a game by game basis.
2: So. And we've got Phil McLaughlin coming back in with some more Facebook stars. Thank you again, Phil, for the support asking uh, you guys think Troutman is a player. Peyton was talking about for the bonus possibility. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting thought. I don't know. I don't know what his, uh, what, his receiving uh, numbers or touchdown receiving touchdowns needed to be or whatever it was to get him over that hump. I I'm not privy to that information. So I don't know what that roster or performance bonus, I mean, is, uh, but it's a good question, right? He's uh, he's at 21 receptions, you know, nothing, nothing exciting. You got 183 yards, you got three touchdowns. Maybe, maybe if he gets, you know, the, in that uh, contracts, like if he gets catches five touchdowns, maybe that, kicks him into you know his uh, his performance bonus i don't know so maybe they maybe they will try to get it it's a it's an interesting question i don't know uh because i don't know the contract i don't know what uh you know what the wording is in that so uh we'll find out after the season though whether he gets it or not
1: yeah th- that yeah it could be Troutman, phil um Troutman and sutton were kind of the names that 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 pop in my mind um you know, maybe Sutton, maybe just from the number of TDs with the bonus or, you know, I, that, that came to mind at first. But it could definitely be Troutman. But, yeah, as Thomas mentioned, we, we, we'll see kind of how that unfolds after after tomorrow.
2: Definitely. All right. Uh, did you have any more players to watch, Ron?
1: Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I think I mentioned uh, mine earlier with Sertan. So, again, Sertan was mine, um, right. My other, my last player to watch.
2: Well, do you want to jump into some stats projection projections, do some uh, some injury yeah. report, and then do our final uh, final proje- uh, prediction for the game?
1: Sure. So my uh, three stat projections, I have first, Cortland Sutton. So six receptions on eight targets, 65 yards, and he will get into the end zone one time. I also have Samaje Ryan, four rushes for 30 yards. And then with Justin Simmons five combined tackles, three solos with two assisted tackles and a pick.
2: All right. I have Javante, uh, as one of mine, Javante Williams is going to get his first 100 yard game. Mm. He's actually going to grind it out. Even though he's, uh, has, has struggled compared to what he was before his knee injury. He's going to get 20 carries go over hundred yards this game and get himself a touchdown. I'm pretty excited to, uh, I hope he does, because that, that would be wonderful. I also have Stidham as one of my stats uh, predictions. Now, Stidham, to me, is one of those quarterbacks that has a nice game, and then you know he has a terrible game. I don't think he's <laughs> going to have a, as good a game as he did against the Chargers. I mean, let's face it, he's facing a tougher defense. Uh, Raiders <laughs> are – you can't play the Chargers every week. I wish the Broncos could because they seem to have their way with them, uh, but they can't. So, for me, it's, he's going to have a lackluster game. 20 uh, for 37. For just over 200 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. Mm. Mm. And then I have one more if you uh, don't have any more. I've got Cooper. Jonathan Cooper is going to give himself another sack and two tackles on the night. He's going to have a good game. Going to get himself very close to that 10-sack mark. I think he'll be at nine and a half sacks. I believe I could be wrong. It could be at 10 and a half sacks. I'm rooting for him. Maybe he's the guy that they want to get. That uh, maybe he has a performance incentive. So let's let's Possibly. hope for that. Possibly. All righty. Now
1: all I think right. Gonna I'm going to use...
2: grab the Broncos injury report, Ron. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's it's out there all the time, but we'll go over it again. Uh, pretty much the same as it's been. There's not a lot of injured players. There's a lot of people. On the injury report, uh, several of them f- are for rest. Cortland Sutton is a f- has been a full participant. He's mm-hmm. cleared from his concussion. He is uh, back. Josie Jewell and Baron Browning, uh, they were on the injury report, but they've been a full participant. They're back. Uh, P. Ryan is back. The only two that look like they're uh, definitely not playing. Nobody else is Nobody's questionable. Everybody else looks like they're playing. It's just Chris Manhurts, he is out with an illness. And uh, like we said, Mike McGlinchey is out as well with that rib injury. So we're not going to see man Hurts or McGlinchey in this game.
1: Yes. And then Broncos have also promoted cornerback art green. And as you mentioned, Thomas Eleva- uh, activated Alex Balchesky, um and elevated safety Devon
2: key for week 18 versus the Raiders. All right. All right. Well, let's jump into our predictions for the game and uh, wrap up this show. Oh, wait, wait, before I do that, Keith, Keith Brugman's got some uh, insight says Troutman with a TD for an incentive bonus bonus per my good friend, Trevor. All right, good. Uh, Thanks for clearing that up. It is Troutman. He only needs one touchdown. He only needs four touchdowns on the season in order to hit that bonus. So thanks, Keith. Appreciate you clearing that up for us.
1: Yes. Thank you, Keith, for that. So as far as the game goes, you know, we said at the beginning of the show, you know, it is disappointing that the Broncos um, this game does not have any playoff implications, but pride is definitely on the line. And, you know, the matchup at Allegiant Stadium with the Raiders, you know, it, it will tell us a few things. So it'll tell us kind of the mental makeup of these players, you know, and, you know, if they want to end the season on a high note and play well enough for their head coach. And as much as everyone wishes, you know, an offensive juggernaut, you know, instead of putting up all these yards and points, this this game is going to be a, a defensive struggle. So, you know, the Raiders have improved de- defensively and, you know, the Broncos defense, you know, is kind of steady. Um, but in the end, the Broncos will end this losing streak <laughs> against the division foe. So. My pick is Broncos seventeen, Raiders thirteen.
2: All right, We're getting a few. I'm throwing them up there. Phil's got twenty one to seventeen Broncos. Uh, a few others came in. Uh, appreciate that, John uh, Wade. Is uh, say it's going to be won by a field goal? It's an exhibition game. That's uh, that's that's interesting. So uh, uh, nice. Um, I- I'm going with the uh, a close game as well. I say that the Broncos win this thing 18-17. to One-point win, not the inverse of the first game, but at least it's a one-point win. It's going to be a close one. Uh, but Broncos are going to finally break that streak, and they're going to go out. They're going to be fired up to do so. Neither team has anything to play for, so whoever wants it more is going to win it, and I think the Broncos are going to pull it out with a, a one-point win based on a good defensive performance and a good running game performance, not necessarily Stidham lighting them up. Michael Ronquillo is coming in saying, great show tonight. Last time, Thomas with Ron on Orange and Blue View. Thank you. Or thanks for starting the Orange and Blue View, Thomas Ron, go Bronx. Thank you, Michael, for that. And I appreciate it. Yeah, my last show uh, on Orange and Blue View. So, uh, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your time with us on a Saturday night. I know that it's uh, not always easy to do so. So, again, thank you very much. But you're in good hands. Dylan Von Arks, Ron White, Orange and Blue View, coming up next Saturday. Yes. Yes. And
1: then we got Keith. I wanna grab this one because you know, we always talk about in season news, but you know, the, the, the postseason is I, I love the postseason as well. Like off season's great. Uh Michael can't wait until we have an orange and blue view postseason edition. Yes. So yeah, once you know it's free agency draft, you know, we'll get into more of, you know, the quarterback prospects. Um I know Nick and Eric Trickle and those folks have already dived in, but but yeah, Keith, it's going to be great um, even after um, the season officially ends. So, yeah, again, thank you. Thank you for
2: that comment. We got a 27 to 17 Broncos victory from Michael. Great. Nice. Uh, Scott Hansen's coming in with a Broncos 27 to 24 win in, in overtime. overtime. Nice. And like- Rodney Garcia says Simmons is going to have a pick six. And you know what? That'll be awesome. You know, f- finish the season. And perhaps his career on a pick six, because, yeah. you know, he's one of those uh, players who, you know, you don't know if he's going to be around next year. Maybe they use him as some uh, trade trade bait before the draft. So hopefully, um, hopefully he does that and hopefully he sticks around. I, I like Simmons. I think he's a he's a good player and I'd like to see him actually have a winning season for the, you know, basically the first time as a starter with the Broncos. Yeah. So thank you very much. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you being here with orange and blue view, uh, Dylan and Ron are next up next Saturday. Be sure to tune, tune in. It'll be a a fun show. And, uh, if you want to catch me still, I'll, I'll got legends on Friday mornings and Wednesday night with Luke on mile high insiders, Ron, take it away.
1: All right, guys. Well, this has been another installment of the Orange and Blue View. Thank you guys again for joining us tonight. This was a great conversation. Um, You know, loved all the questions, comments, predictions (laughs) um, coming from you. And again, Thomas, thank you. This was great working with you this past year. Um, And again, wish you well in your endeavors. But again, thank you, everyone. And please enjoy the game tomorrow, hoping for a Broncos victory. You know, we don't care much about where they're picking the draft. We, we just want to beat the Raiders. That's all. <laughs> Beating the Raiders, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. So, the Raiders. Beat the Raiders. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a big one from Rodney. Broncos went 42 13. Wow.
2: I would love it. I would love it. I want to, it would be nice to have a blowout. I uh, but uh, you know, we haven't seen one yet, so hope uh, let's let's keep our fingers crossed for it. So thank you Rodney, appreciate it. And with that, we are going to uh, say good night. Have a great weekend everybody and thank you again.
1: Thank you again. Go Broncos.